The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yeah, don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you want to mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you want to jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Well, yeah. we did it. We made it. Congratulations, everybody who has stuck it out with this team through a dismal start to 2019 to the Zach Taylor regime and to the post-Marvin Lewis era. We got a win, baby. Uh, It took a while. They're already out of the playoffs. uh, But Zach Taylor and staff got that coveted first win. Um, Now, I think a lot of people are really, you know, really hung up and really worried about draft position. But, man, winning is important. Uh, And and the draft, draft is important as well. Uh, but those things tend to take care of themselves, and we'll talk about that in a second. But man, when is it important? You can't uh, you can't go zero uh, and sixteen. You can't not you know learn some of these lessons. Uh, you got to win. Uh, so I am Matt Minnick. This is Shock Talk on Orange and Black Insider. Glad to be here. Glad to have happy news. Good tidings. Uh, as we as we enter the holiday season, um, and to be able to talk about a win uh, again, winning is important. Uh, I've got a piece out for Cincy Jungle this week on just that. Um, the draft is important, uh, yes, absolutely, uh, but winning is important as well. And I think we're all concerned about draft position. Uh, but other lessons need to be learned. The players who are here need to be cultivated. Uh, they need to be groomed. They need to be taught. Really, it needs to be a cultural shift uh, to to running like a winning organization, you know, to doing everything every day to win. Uh, and you can't do that by losing straight. You know, uh, you know sometimes losing games can help you because it, it, it exposes you. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's picking up the rock and seeing all the weird gooey squirming little things that are underneath. Uh, cause yeah, winning, winning games can disguise all the mistakes that were made. Uh, but when you start to do things right, you need to be rewarded, you know, and, and, uh, habits don't form without reward. So that's the, that's the old psychology professor in me. Um, and so you got to win. Uh, you know, that stuff's important. Now, let's talk about Joe Burrow. All right. And that's the concern. I get it. People are wary about winning. You shouldn't be. It's your team. Cheer for them to win, baby. Come on. Uh, but like the Bengals have to win. They have to do this, this stuff to get better. And they have to count on everything else to work out. You got to have faith. And maybe you got to move and, you know, do something in the draft to get the guy you want. Uh, but it's just like if you're competing for a playoff spot and your destiny is not in your own hands, you do not control your own destiny. Um, you can't focus on all the other junk going on. You got to win your games. Um, it's the same thing here. All right. You need a quarterback. Cool. Like you got to figure some other stuff out too, though. Uh, and you got to have faith, uh, that, you know, the Giants and the and the Redskins and teams like that, you know, they're gonna they're gonna pull off a couple here at the end too. Uh and hopefully all all will be well. 
Uh, because I'll tell you what, the Bengals need to win one more game this year. Uh, I want to see at least one more win out, out, out of this group. Uh, look, we all want Bo- Joe Burrow, all right? For the most part, people want Joe Burrow. That's the that's the fan favorite in Cincy. Uh, and look, he's good. Um, he's good. And I, I think the thing about him is the way he creates, the way he can keep his eyes downfield, create uh, plays when plays are not there. That is the biggest thing. That's the selling factor. He's got that Russell Wilson swag to him. Uh, and I love it. And those are the quarter kind of quarterbacks I have always, uh, I have always admired, um, and, and always wanted to root for, um, but coaches need to win games too. All right. Uh, quarterbacks need to, need to get wins when they're not there to create them. Coaches need to be able to do that too. And that's what I really want to see out of these last four weeks from Zach Taylor. Uh, you know what? The Dolphins are fighting. They're competing. Uh, you know, they, they've got some roster issues. Uh, but you know what? They ain't tanking either. All right? They're not tanking. Uh, so the Bengals, uh, you know, they're going to have a fight against that team. Uh, it's not going to be like it was last week. They play the Browns twice. Those are those are talented Browns teams. They've, they've struggled, but those are talented teams. And obviously the Patriots are still the flipping Patriots. Uh, so... I want to see Zach Taylor really get it done and create a win. That's what I want. You know, I, I, I want to, I want to see him do that this week. What can he do? Uh, how can he pull off one of these games? I want to see that out of this staff to help really build some confidence going into next year in this staff, uh, really buy, you know, get some buy-in out of the group moving forward. That's huge. Uh, you know, that is something uh, that this Bengal team uh, Bengals team sorely needs uh, to to be able to really rest something. Yeah, they like Taylor, but they're not going to like Taylor very long if he if he doesn't figure out how to make him win. Uh, he's got to do that. He's got to show that, and that's going to be huge for him and his staff moving forward if he can pull off one of those things. Uh, so you're going to you know you, you need a quarterback that can do those things. You need a coach that can do those things too. That's what I want to see out of these last few weeks now let's go back though and talk about the jets so excellent um you know excellent performance you know by far from uh flawless uh but look the Bengals showed a lot of improvement um and you know they they showed improvement in several ways this week on cincy jungle uh you will see my film room on the red zone offense and that has been one of the worst things about this team this year is how they their offense, when they were able to put together a drive, has stolen the red zone. Not this week. This week, they did some very good things. Um, came up with a two for, th- you know, went two for three getting touchdowns. Should have been three for three if not for a drop pass. Uh, so doing some good things. Um, running the ball well. Been in the last few weeks, my colleague, John Sheeran, uh, broke that down on Cincy Jungle a few weeks back about how scheme changes have helped. Uh, they've found schemes in the running game, uh, you know, that are more appropriate, that work better for this offensive line. Uh, and um, over to the defense. So defensively, uh, it has been a struggle, right? There have been, uh, you know, they're at the bottom of the league. Uh, in most statistical categories for defense. Uh, but I think this is a group that for for its shortcomings has a lot of fight in it. Uh, and, and we've seen them compete in games and then just have lapses uh, that have cost them quite dearly. Um, but this was a game where they really stepped up. Uh, now, this Jets team, uh, Le'Veon Bell running back, and obviously we all know Bell quite well, Uh Bell is not having a Le'Veon Bell type of season. And I don't know that that's necessarily 100% on Bell. He certainly doesn't have the type of offensive line he had in the back, uh, in the uh, past in Pittsburgh. Uh, but he's not having he's not having a great year. So, uh, for Bell, 
uh, you know, he he's uh, had his ups and downs, not having you know not having the best year, but you know definitely put together some good games, and I'm sure both he and uh, head coach Adam Gase circled this one, thought, hey, this is a get right game, this is an opportunity, this rushing defense has struggled, we can get it done here, uh, and and you know we're probably expecting him to put up some numbers, but it was not to be. Uh, Bell ten for thirty two. Uh, the Jets as a whole, uh, 17 for 62. So this rushing defense stepped up. Now, obviously, the overall 62 yards rushing uh, game flow and the Bengals taking a, taking a lead uh, certainly has an impact on that, uh, you know, compared to where they have played in tight uh, games or played from behind uh, a lot this season. Um so, you know, that, that, that plays a role in that. Uh, but still, you know, do the math. You know, 10, 10 for 32, that, that's 3.2. Um, that's, that's getting it done in your, in your running defense uh, overall. So they stepped up. Uh, and linebackers uh, have been the, a big part of the issue uh, with this group. Uh, and really, Nick Vigil uh, has improved over the last couple of weeks. Jermaine Pratt is showing some improvement, getting more and more reps. He is taking a lot of heat. Uh, his pro football focus rating is very, very bad. But, um, you know, for his shortcomings, he does some things good too. You know, he is raw. He is super raw, right? That's You know, he, he needs to work on qu- uh, quite a few things. But he's got a lot of potential too. And I've talked about him a few times. I'm, I'm, you know, I've been a big backer of his. I've I've written about him a few other times on Sensing Jug. You can check that stuff out. Um, No, he's not playing great right now, uh, but he does have some potential. And they they certainly need to see more out of him in the next four weeks before they can be confident in him as a starter moving forward. Uh, But, um, you know, good showing overall for the rushing defense in this game and it started early uh so with the Bengals, uh excuse me with the jets first drive they came out they tried to get bell the ball on a pass on first down uh it was incomplete uh and then on second and 10 they came out and they ran the ball so uh they came out in a uh in a tight look with a tight end and an h-back uh to the defense's right uh, and a, a tight receiver on that side as well. Uh, so real, real, you know, pretty com- compact formation, only, only uh, really width on one side of the formation. Uh, and the Bengals countered with a lot of beef up front. Uh, you know, they had Josh Topu uh, as a three technique uh, outside of the guard to the weak side. Uh, Andrew Billings as a two eye inside of the strong side guard. And uh, Renell Wren as a four eye inside of the left tackle. All right, on the strong side. Uh, so you know th- that's that's how they countered that. They had Hubbard over there as well inside of that H back, uh, and then Williams helping out on the edge. Uh, and then Dunlap was over on the weak side. Both Hubbard and Dunlap standing up, uh, as we've seen, uh, especially out of Hubbard, quite a bit uh, this season. So, uh, on this play, all right, uh, Bell's lined up to the weak side. They have a mesh coming across. So, initially, like you look at the backfield action, it looks like a zone read, all right? So, uh, you are anticipating uh, a strong side run. Uh, But then there's some other things going on here. First of all, uh, you know, they're strongly, you know, double teaming. Uh, So, you get uh, both the offensive linemen on that weak side blocking on Topu, um, you know, really trying to uh, bring him down and wash him down on the play. Uh, and then you get the center and the left guard uh, double teaming on Billings. All right, so trying to get some movement right there. Uh, now, the H-back swipes across the backfield, right? On the snap, he comes across, and his job is to kick out on Dunlap. Now, they've got a fake reverse action here as well. I think that they think that's going to hold Dunlap, but it's stupid. All right, it's way too slow. The guy's not – if the guy was coming in motion, maybe it would make Dunlap step out, but it doesn't. So Dunlap is able to, you know, take on that block and keep that running lane tight and restricted. 
on to the backers. So Vigil is on the weak side and Pratt is on the strong side. All right, so both step to the strong side right away. Now Pratt sees that swiper and starts to work back. Uh, that takes him out of the strong side C gap. Uh, now, because that guy is swiped across the formation, um, they have one less gap over there. Uh, so Hubbard's really holding the edge. And that allows Williams to slide into the C gap on the strong side, which allows Pratt to work uh, back to the weak side. So uh, Vigil and Pratt both scrape over the top and get in there, and together they are able to bring Bell to the ground. So, uh, you know, that play ends up going for four yards, a little bit more you, you'd like to see. Uh, we'd like to see a little bit faster, um, I mean, you know, really a little bit more more forward action uh, out of the linebackers once they get going. They have to scrape across, uh, but, you know, Bell is able to kind of lean forward and get a little bit uh, too much on that play. Uh, but still... It's four yards and second and ten, uh, which you know that's that's third and six. Uh, defense can live with third and six. All right. So later on that drive, uh, the Jets had second and eight, uh, and again a, a tighter formation, uh, a, a bunch look. Uh, they end up motioning one guy across the formation. The Bengals in a uh, four-man defensive front uh, with. Uh, Billings and Geno Atkins as the tackles. Now, Atkins is the tackle uh, to the strong side. He's in a three technique uh, outside of the guard. And Billings is in a two-eye inside uh, of the guard to the weak side. They run a ton um, stunt, a ton stunt. So not that they run a ton of stunts, all right? Something I would call a ton stunt. Um, and that's kind of the, I believe, the Monty Kiffin terminology for it uh and it's the tackle and nose uh and it's not a cross or anything like that basically they're switching uh gaps from what they what they are currently what they uh align in so billings crosses face of the guard and gets into the b gap and atkins crosses face of the other guard and gets into the a gap now this uh stinks uh for, for where the uh, jets are trying to hit the ball uh, because they're really keeping it tight up that weak side A gap, and now Billings has vacated the gap. Uh, so that opens up an opportunity. Uh, you know, you, you roll the dice on some of this stuff, and, uh, you know, that was a rough one for the for the Bengals. Uh, so moving uh, back to the linebackers, uh, you got Pratt to the weak side, and you've got Vigil to the strong side and vigil is really aggressive. All right. Sees the guard pulling around uh, and attacks it, you know, and takes that on. Now he is taking on the inside of the guard, which is where he should be. Pratt is too slow to react. He steps to the strong side. He's kind of hopping around. You know, I really hate to see that because it's not very fast. You know, you see a lot of backers do it, but they hop around, their feet are real wide. I like to see like a little bit of a shorter read step and then get flowing. And once he makes his decision, he's got to go because he's kind of hopping around too when that guard gets in the hole. Now he's going to, he really needs to attack the outside of that guard because that pulling guard, just like a fullback leading up or anything else in the hole, has created another gap. Pratt's got to fit to the outside of that. And he's just a little bit slow getting out there. Um, and, you know, that allows Bell to pick up some additional yardage. Uh, you know, Bell ends up, you know, plowing forward and being tough to take down and, uh, you know, gaining about seven yards in the play. I think he probably could have been tackled by Pratt for three or four. Um, so you got to be a little bit faster there uh, and a little bit better on that look. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so that brought us to third and one. And once again, they went to Bell. uh, And the Bengals countered. Uh, They got beefy. Uh, They uh, went with a a bear front with a, a TNT look. Uh, two threes and uh, a zero technique. Uh, and they had Carl Lawson standing up on the weak side edge. They had Carlos Dunlap standing up on the strong side, uh, lined up in the C gap uh, with uh, outside of him and, and the wing, Sean Williams. Uh, they had two backers technically uh, with Pratt as the mic. And with Vigil uh, as the Sam to the strong side, just outside of Dunlap. Uh, so, you know, when this play uh, gets started, I think the defensive line, you know, getting a, getting a decent little push, everybody holding their gap. Uh, and really, it's, it's like a wedge play where everybody's kind of trying to come inside. Uh, and there are two open gaps. Uh, and, you know, those gaps start to fill. Uh, assume, uh, you know, start to come open a little bit more as, as these players uh, work to the inside uh, and you get, um, you know, one, uh, the, the uh, H back blocking out on Sean Williams, the, the backside tight end blocking out on Carl Lawson uh, gaps open up inside those two areas. Vigil is fast to fill uh, on his open gap. Uh, Pratt is the Mike he's lined up, you know, really almost over the center to this, you know, in the strong side, a gap, uh, a, a 10 strong. Um, and he kind of gets sucked up in it. You know, you want to see him be a scraper uh, and be able to play both gaps. Uh, but he kind of gets, gets sucked up in the mess of it. Uh, in that, that weak side gap, that's where the ball cuts to because Bell sees a vigil and cuts it back. Uh, Darquez Denard comes in. Uh, and he does a great job. He fills it. He gets in there. Um, and, you know, he he gets the hit on Bell. But, you know, once again, Bell's able able to, you know, keep his feet moving when he gets hit. And he's able to fall forward for a yard and for the first down. So, uh, you know, didn't get the stop. Uh, it is third and one. And I, and I think um, one thing, people get caught up in getting stops on third and one. Here's the thing about third and one. The – the odds are drastically in the favor of the offense uh, when you're talking about gaining a yard. Um, so here's the thing. Defensively, you want to stop, but you cannot absolutely, you know, take your pants off and, and sell out to, uh, you know, to get the stop. Uh, weird metaphor, but you get it. Uh, anywho, uh, look, the worst, what's the worst thing that can happen on third and one? It's not giving up the first down. It's giving up a touchdown. All right. They're on the 50 yard line. Uh, if they sell out and one guy trips, one guy doesn't get in the gap, something breaks loose and bell runs for 50 yards and a touchdown. We are in a totally different ball game. Uh, so it, it stinks. Uh, I would have liked to see, you know, that's the big thing. I think people did their jobs very well. Um, I don't like Pratt getting sucked up into that. I want to see him getting a read, and I want to see him playing. Um, you know, it's tough with, with Bell being being the patient runner. Uh, that uh, for some reason that's the only thing people like to talk about with him, and, and apparently he's the only person that can run like that. Just ask him. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, I want to see him working both those gaps, working into either gap uh, and filling, rather than getting sucked up and kind of. Uh, lost in the the mucky muck of it all. All right, so Bell got the ball again uh, right at the end of the first quarter. And uh, it was a P and 10, uh, first play of the possession of the third possession for the Jets. They were backed up on their own uh, eight-yard line. And um, 
you know they uh, they came out with uh, with one tight end uh, and Bell in the backfield. Uh, the Bengals had a four man front with two backers in the box, uh, substituting the backers uh, with Jordan Evans and uh, Hardy Nickerson uh, on the field. Uh, get a a little bit different look here with with Hubbard uh, at defensive end as well. So Hubbard's on the weak side. Uh, the tackle blocks out on Hubbard. Uh, and as opposed to some of what we've seen earlier, they are quickly releasing their center up to the linebacker. Uh, so what, they, uh, what they're able to do here uh, is pull a tackle around uh, from the strong side and get him over the weak side uh, to block Evans. Uh, and then they're releasing the center up for Hardy Nickerson. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, big on big blocking up front. So um, now Evans fills with good speed. Uh, and, you know, he, he gets a nice little shot on the guy that really constricts the lane. I like to see him use his hands a little bit more and get off of it. Now maybe go make that tackle because Bell is right there. Uh, but you know he gets a shot on it. He uses some strength. Uh, like I said, it makes it makes it real tight. I uh, just want to see him kind of take the next step with that, uh, which is good. We haven't seen much out of him. He, he hasn't gotten a lot of uh, a lot of time this year, uh, somewhat surprisingly. Uh, now Nickerson uh, he takes a step towards the strong side uh, and then you know comes right back. And I think. Uh, look, this the step that Evans takes, that little hop step, it's obvious that it's coming back. You know, that something's pulling around and it's going to be on that weak side. And that's why you see Evans feel straight forward. Nickerson gets that read pretty quickly too. Uh, but the center is up on him real fast. Uh, he struggles to get off that block. He eventually does get up there, gets, you know, he's near the tackle. He's involved in it. It's actually Dunlap uh, who uh, – disregards uh, the block of the uh, of the tight end and gets in there and makes the tackle eventually. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, want to see a little bit – you definitely want to see better better look out of, out of Nickerson. Uh, Evan's pretty good. And, and, you know, as far as the front, uh, you know, a, a good job from the defensive line as well. All right, so Bell had another pretty good run in the second quarter, um, and again, it was a it was a matter of um, calling a a changeup, a stunt in the defense at the wrong time, and it not really matching up. Uh, so uh, they had uh, again, a, you know, a heavy personnel look. Uh, really, three tight ends on the field, two tight ends, and, and an H back. Uh, and Lawson stunted uh, from the, uh, you know, what, what looked like the backside edge, uh, stunted inside of that tight end into the C gap. Uh, and they brought Sean Williams off the edge. Uh, so with him inside, Sean Williams off the edge. Now, with him going inside, he's got to stay tight on this. The tight end releases, and the tackle blocks down. He's coming free. And really, Lawson's got to stay tight. They get this H-back swiping across the formation. Lawson's got big eyes for that quarterback. He's thinking play-action pack uh, pass based on the angle that he takes. Um, and he gets, um, you know, he gets this H-back uh, coming across the formation and blocking out on him and cutting him, and it opens up a big lane for Bell uh, underneath. So, uh, you know, really he has got to stay tighter with that and be able to, uh, you know, bend down the line a little bit and take on that block. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, that's really what opens up that seam of the defense because that's really Lawson's gap right there. That's all on Lawson. All right, so that gets us into the third quarter. And again, we've got the Jets coming out in a heavy look, two tight ends and an H-back trying to run the football. The Bengals counter with a heavy defensive line group. Now, here, the second-level defenders, uh, you know, they they really struggle. Um, and Sean Williams uh, ends up... Uh, going back, uh, he's you know this this is a, a disguise right away. 
uh, and you know where he he lines up. Uh, he ends up being a deep field defender. Uh, so late, uh, you know, Dennard comes in uh, to the box, and Dennard steps up, and he gets absolutely pancaked uh, by uh, by the uh, H back tight end coming through. Um, absolutely pancaked, and then you've got Jermaine Pratt, who's Who's the Mike linebacker? What does he do on the snap? He stands up. He hops around a little bit. So just way too slow to flow with it. Um, he's he's got to go. Uh, he's got to go. He's got to get moving because that allows the tight end of that side to be able to get up to him and get uh, engaged to the block. Uh, and we you know one of the areas that he has struggled with this season is getting off blocks. So uh, he needs to be faster. He needs to be able to strike, disengage, get off of that block. But despite that fact uh, that they are trying to hit it in a gap that is unoccupied uh, and that they are doing an excellent job on the second-level defenders uh, as an offense, uh, this play goes nowhere. Uh, Two-yard gain. Um, And it's two players really make it happen. So Hubbard is the edge player on that side. Uh, he is standing up on the edge, uh, and you know this is really what he he does very well is playing that edge, holding edges. Uh, he has got uh, a guard coming around. I believe that's a guard, it might be a tackle. He's got an offensive lineman coming around uh, to kick out on him. Yes, a guard, uh, and he takes on that block, and he he didn't move. <laughs> he stones the guy. Boom stalemate right there doesn't get kicked out doesn't open up that big gap that they want for this uh and then he's able to get off and get involved in the tackle but he is not the only one the other guy is Rennell Wren who in this defense um he is playing inside an inside technique on the tackle we call that a four I all right and he fights through that block that down block is able to get involved in the tackle as well. Now, Ren did a lot of really good things on film. He, I think, has a potential to be a real gem that they found late. You've seen them. They can they move him around uh, just like uh, Brown, who they got a year before. Uh, you know, they can move him around, play him in a lot of different spots on the defensive line. Personally, I think he is he has the potential to be an absolute stud as a zero technique uh, if they went that route defensively. Uh, but this is a great job by these two young defensive linemen uh, getting in there and really, you know, making a huge, uh, huge play uh, for a a very short gain for the offense. So once again, the defensive line dominated on the very next down uh, and it ended up being a loss of one. Uh, So you've got a four-man defensive front, with a uh, with a tight end there, and Bates is actually plugged into the box as well. Um, Vigil and Pratt also in there as linebackers. Now there's a motion that comes across the formation, and the backers flow hard with that motion. All right, uh, so they they flow hard. They they get the motion. There's also a couple polars going out there. Uh, it does not go to the jet sweep though. It goes to Bell. All right. He does that little hop again. What does that mean? It means it's staying front side. All right. And, uh, but, you know, they, they overflow it. They're going wide as if it's going to the jet. Uh, and, you know, really Pratt and Vigil end up out there not really doing much of anything. Uh, but we've got domination here on the defensive line. We've got uh, Billings uh, pushing his man back and really disrupting that backfield with penetration. Uh, Dunlap doing a little spin move, getting inside and getting involved in the tackle. And Geno Atkins, uh, who is on the backside of this, uh, as the three technique, uh, they pull the guard, the center blocks back on him, and he drives that center back, gets off when he wants to, uh, and gets involved in that tackle as well. So excellent job by those three guys. A huge play to make a play in the backfield. Excellent work by that defensive line. All right, so a little bit later in the game, the Jets got the ball way backed up. Uh, They had a false start that only ended up being a one-yard penalty because they're on the two-yard line. So first and 11, 
on the one yard line. Again, uh, looking at a pretty heavy personnel group, uh, and the Bengals, you know, complementing that, bring you know, bringing in a, an extra defensive lineman, uh, and. Andrew uh, Brown lined up on the tight end uh, to the strong side. Uh, excuse me, uh, the uh, re- really the first uh, H back. So they had a tight end, two H backs. He lined up on, on the inside of the H back, so the the number two receiver, quote unquote, technically over there. Uh, and uh, inside of him, um, uh, you know, we have Tupo, we have Billings. Uh, and uh, in the box, Pratt is over to that strong side. Vigil is really in the middle. And Sean Williams is opposite him over on the weak side. Uh, now, they flow. Or, excuse me. They, they, they're filling really fast here from the linebacker position, which is, you know, what I've, I've been wanting to see them go faster. Uh, but now, you know, they're really, truly one gap in it and filling those gaps, uh, especially in the strong side. Uh, so Pratt, Vigil really filling. Uh, you see the Jets do a pretty good job coming off of a double team and picking up Vigil as he's about to come screaming through. Um, really, you know, who makes this play is Andrew Brown. Uh, and, you know, he, he's he got a couple of guys trying to get on him. He, uh, but he, he steps down hard, and he's got um, that H-back that he lined up on trying to step down. He's got uh, the tight end actually right in there, too. Um, he fights through those guys, and he comes off and he makes that tackle. Uh, another thing of note, now he's really the guy that made the play, but there's another guy that comes and gets involved in this tackle as well, uh, and what he does is is simply um, ridiculous, phenomenal, uh, outstanding, uh, and that is Billings. So Billings is also lined up on the strong side. He is in a, a two-eye inside of the guard. And on the snap, uh, he engages, right? He comes off, and this uh, as this guard strikes on him, he, th- he just throws him. Uh, he just beats him over, uh, and then he runs the ball and gets involved in this tackle as well. So uh, pretty impressive showing uh, by my, uh, our, our man Billings there. All right, so in the fourth quarter, uh, lighter look on the field for the Bengals. They've got Carl Lawson in there. They've got Hubbard kicked down inside, uh, which they were doing a lot last year, and it wasn't working that great, and they, they kind of got away from this year. They've been using him more as a hybrid linebacker. Um, but then in recent weeks, they've started kind of doing it again. Uh, so uh, here, uh, you know, they're running the ball in that direction. Again, the light look. Um Vigil comes into the box late, shoots the gap, uh, and is able to make the tackle. Uh, ends up being a three-yard gain, uh, called back, however, for a a holding. Uh, but, you know, real good. Like, it's good seeing these guys play a little bit faster. Uh, and that's what we were talking about before. Want to see these backers really get up there and get involved in the play and really act fast uh, to fill on some of these gaps. Um, you know, Pratt just a, a little bit. He's got the center free releasing to him, uh, but kind of just taking that on too much. Instead of looking to looking to fill hard, looking to you know, bring the fight to the center, he's kind of catching it a little bit too much. Uh, you know, like the way that Vigil comes through the gap and uh, takes it over there. That's uh, it's a pretty good look. All right, so so finally, uh, you know, another light look here. The Bengals still have two backs, uh, two linebackers. In the box uh, with Pratt and Vigil, uh, and this is just his own replay. Um, Hubbard does an excellent job on it, right? He slides down the line. So Hubbard's the quarterback player here, right? And he slides down the line, and once that ball's given off, he goes and he tackles it, um, and it ends up being a gain of three yards. Uh, but you know, this is the unblocked guy. That's not his first responsibility. Uh, if that is his re- responsibility, when you're when you're uh, playing the running back, you gotta you gotta go for it. Uh, but there's gotta be somebody out there to play the quarterback. Uh, Hubbard's the quarterback player here. He slow plays it a little bit. Uh, this is why you know 
you know, the, if the quarterback's not really threatening you with anything, um, you know, you can make plays like this. So, uh, and this is also why, and like when you're running zone read, like what, what are you doing cutting back this far? Um, like, you, you know, zone read is not, is not designed to do that because nobody's going to be blocking that player. Uh, so you can cut it, you know, you can cut it in here, uh, but you can't play outside backside tackle. That guy's going to make the play. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what they're teaching him. I, I don't know what they, they have him looking at, uh, but it's not a normal under center zone play. You can't cut it back that far. You're going to get tackled by that guy every time. So, um, all right. So that is a, uh, that is a look at the run defense uh, against Le'Veon Bell and, uh, and the Jets this weekend. So definitely seeing some big-time improvements here. Uh, so uh, a positive moving forward and, you know, something that they can uh, definitely, um, you know, definitely uh, grow on and build on with this defense. Okay. The time has come. It is time to talk about Chase Young. Uh, the Bengals need to be aware of Chase Young at this point. They need uh, to be doing their due diligence and following up on this guy. Uh, now, before you scroll down in the comments and say, what are you talking about? We need a quarterback. Yes, I know. Uh, and honestly, you know, who? whether we were picking first or top five, I didn't think it was a huge deal. Uh, a month or so ago when two was in the picture and when you were looking at the Dolphins were probably going to take two if they were in front of us and there's the other teams that don't need a quarterback. Um, but, you know, so so if we fell a couple, I'll be like, all right, well, I think bro, bro could still be there. Uh, but things have changed. And, and Tua is one of the things that changed. Uh, so the Tua injury is, uh, is, is a concern. Uh, we got to figure that out. So uh, before you know, Herbert had kind of fallen off, now he's really fallen off a little bit. Still probably gonna be a first round, but probably not somebody you're considering top five, maybe top ten. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, but probably not a guy you're, you, you're considering right at the top there. Uh, red flags, uh, some issues there. So Burrow, love the dude, love how he plays. Um, there's some concerns there too. Uh, and those are things that are going to need to be worked out over the offseason. Um, you know, maybe we see him in a bowl game. Uh, well, I, I mean, uh, all-star game, uh, by that I mean. Uh, obviously, we're going to see him in a bowl game. We're going to see him in the college football championship here, but um, or playoffs at least. So, you know, we're going to get more film on him, uh, which is great. Uh, hopefully, we see him against some different competition. Uh, that would be fantastic for the Bengals. If the Bengals are able to coach at the Senior Bowl and they get to coach him, uh, even being on the other side, like being around him, you know, it, it'll be that'll be a great experience. Um, you know, because there, there are there are some concerns uh, from his his strength uh, on deep balls uh, to the you know one hit wonder uh, you know setup what we're looking at with him. So you got to think about that. Uh, and now, uh, Tua was to me a more of a sure thing. And I'm not saying he was a better prospect than Burrow per se, uh, or that he could be a better pro. But I think if you ignore the injuries, Tua is a little bit more complete. Uh, I think he can make a few more throws. I, I, I think, you know, he's got a little bit more experience, a little bit more solid. Like, if injuries weren't a concern, I would say Tua is a pretty sure bet, uh, you know, to, to be a, a good quarterback in the NFL for a long time. Um, so you had that before. If you don't feel great about the Burrow eval, if you see some things that you don't want to – do you know the the road that you don't want to go down with him? Um, Tua was there. Now, 
ankle injury, turns into another ankle injury, turns into a hip injury. Now we've got real concerns with, uh, with Tua. And uh, obviously the medicals are going to keep going. Um, and, you know, like, look, I have film. I don't, I don't get to see x-rays. <laughs> You know, and I wouldn't know what to do with them anyway, but I, I, I get film and I know what to do with film. Uh, so that's the thing is, you know, people need to make those decisions. People need to figure that stuff out. It ain't me. Uh, so now two becomes a concern. Um, and that means there's one guy up there. Um, and, and if you don't like Burrow or if you don't get Burrow, that's a problem. So if you don't get Burrow, now the Bengals have a win. They still get a little buffer. They're still, you know, uh, picking first. But they're going to keep competing. They're probably going to win another game. All right? Maybe a couple. Uh, So what happens then? Uh, and look, hey, like, like I said before, we gotta you gotta do what you gotta do, and 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 hope that the Giants and Redskins and Dolphins are winning games, um, and then you hold on to the number one spot. But they might not have it. So what happens if they don't? Okay, so a couple things here. Number one, um, if they don't, and let's say the Giants are picking number one, I, they they gotta take Chase Young unless they absolutely hate Daniel Daniel Jones out of nowhere. Um, you know, they gotta take Chase Young. Um, why would anybody pass on that guy? Like he is fantastic. Like he is a straight up dude. You don't find pass rushers like that. It's an extremely valuable position. You got to take that guy. So that gives you a buffer uh, in that case. The Dolphins are a threat. Maybe the Redskins are. I don't know. You know, because uh, we, we saw what happened with uh, with Arizona. Um, when they hired a new coach, you know, if if, uh, if Redskins bring in a new coach and the guy's like, nope, I don't want, I don't want Haskins. I want a guy to run a little bit. I want a guy to do this or that. Whatever it is, um, they may cut bait on Haskins. Uh, we don't know. Um, so I don't, I don't trust them with it, but yeah, you know, if it's one of those guys, then it's Burrow. So, so let's flip the script. Let's say the Dolphins get the number one pick. They take Burrow. What are you doing it to? Do you trust Dua? I'm not saying you shouldn't. <laughs> like I said, I'm not a doctor. I love to do this film, but, uh, if you don't trust Tua, it's Chase Young. It's Chase Young. You've got to take that dude. And you got to have a backup plan. You got to figure it out. So um, you got Dalton under contract for another year. Um, you take a swing at a guy like they kind of took a swing at Finley last year. Maybe you, maybe you take a swing at, uh, at Jordan Love or Eason or something. like if somebody like that's around in, in round two or something, you know, maybe you, you take a shot uh, and then you regroup and you come back to it next year. But you can't pass on that dude. Uh, 2017 draft because it was a great example of that, and I did write about that for Cincy Jungle this week, so definitely check that out and kind of follows up. Look, the right quarterback, you got to get the right quarterback, period. All right, and um, if, if you've got a good quarterback and you can get a great one, you got to get him. Uh, that's exactly what the Chiefs do with Mahomes. Like, they were fine with Alex Smith. Alex Smith was a good quarterback. They were probably a playoff team, you know, pretty much every year with Alex Smith. But what are they with Patrick Mahomes? All right. So is Burrow that guy? I don't know. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm still working on my opinion of that. Uh, is Burrow that guy? Is Tua that guy? Is Herbert that guy? That's what that's what it comes down to. You got to find that guy and go get that guy. And if it's not that guy, look, don't take a dude just to have a guy. Don't don't put somebody in that seat. And when people talk about, oh, you got to keep swinging. No, like, don't waste draft picks rolling the dice. That's stupid, all right? If the guy isn't there, all right, you need to trust your scouts. You need to be good enough evaluators to know this. And I realize that NFL's track record where that isn't always that good. But, look, you got to be better, all right? You got to be better than that. And if the dude isn't there quarterback and there's an a, you know, elite pass rusher, offensive tackle could be, you know, Whatever you know, there's there's somebody there who's an absolute dude. Take the dude. Don't take a swing on a quarterback that you don't trust, that you don't believe in. Like you you take a quarterback in round one, you're committing to that guy. Like, go for it. All right. Take the dude, but don't take a dude. All right. Take the dude. 
Because um, otherwise, you know, like, look at the Bears. Look where the Bears are at. They didn't take the right guy. All right. Um, and again, getting that with the 2017 draft class uh, and, you know, where that fell down with Miles Garrett uh, in that in, in that area and, uh, and Trubisky and Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson also in that draft. Uh, so you got to be smart evaluators. If the quarterback's the guy, you know, if, if the guy quarterback is there, you got to take him. If he's not, don't. All right. Don't do it. All right. Make the right decision. Take the stud dude. So that's why we need to be talking about Chase Young. All right. We need to be talking about Chase Young because if you identify the quarterback that you need, get him. Go get him. And if you're not picking one number one, figure it out and go get him. Like that's what you got to do. But if all else fails, uh, or if you don't believe um, that guy's in this draft even, um, or, or if you miss out, don't. it's Chase Young. <laughs> Look, you can't pass on Chase Young. They're not going to trade down. They're not going to trade down if Chase Young is there. They're going to take flipping Chase Young. They better take flipping Chase Young at that point, and they'll figure it out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I just want to get into that a little bit because I feel like there's, I saw some like talk on Twitter. Oh, there's no way that you know people know that. Bengals aren't going to take Chase Young. Yeah, they will. Of course they will. Are you kidding me? All right. <laughs> if they're if the quarterback they wanted in there, they'd take him flipping Chase Young. You'd be crazy not to. Um, and, you know, the quarterback thing, you, you figure it out. Uh, but trading down, picking up a couple, that's not going to do it for you. All right. You got to take that guy. So, uh, hey, good week. All right, <laughs> uh, getting the get the big W. Uh, so moving forward, uh, got the Browns coming up, and who knows what they are? All right, they're they're a lot. Of, you know, they've got some talent, but I mean, honestly, they had a lot of the same problems the Bengals did come into the year. They just had a young quarterback um, and had spent some money, uh, but line problems. Uh, thought they had linebacker problems. They, you know, they having some guys step up at that spot, um, but. Winnable game, you know, uh, and it'll be interesting. We're gonna get two shots at him in the next month here. So, giddy up. We came to riot. You hear the crowd coming forward with sours. Yeah, we coming forward with sours. Yeah, we 